Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen have rescued Professor Julius Browning, world-famous authority on radiology, from the dungeon where Dr. Deutsch has kept him prisoner to direct the operation of his radium mines. They are standing on the beach of mysterious Volcano Island, watching as an unowned ship approaches disaster on the vicious rocks of Dead Man's Reef. Look out there. Do you see two light buoys? Yes, Dr. Browning, I do. But wait. Are they moving or am I imagining things? You are not imagining anything. Those lights are moving. But if they're buoys, why are they moving? Shouldn't they be anchored? Indeed they should, Jimmy. But in a moment you will know why they move. Now... Look to the left. Do you see those other lights? Yes. Yep, I see them. Those are the lights of a ship. A ship with men on it. From ships like this come the men who are chained together to slave in Deutsch's radium mines. Watch and see what happens. Do you mean that Deutsch moves the light buoys that are supposed to mark a safe passage through the reefs? Exactly. Five ships in two months have had their bottoms torn out on those rocks. Most of the men manage to swim to shore. Deutsch and his gang make prisoners of them. Dr. Browning, where are those five ships? Wouldn't they remain there on the rocks? Oh, no. No, Deutsch is too smart for that. Five wrecks on one reef would make the maritime authorities suspicious. Then his game would be up. Deutsch has them towed out to sea at high tide, and then he sinks them. You won't find so much as a spar or a timber anywhere. Look, Mr. Kent, the kennel buoy lights have stopped moving. Yes, yes, they're set now so that the ship will pile up on the worst part of the reef. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent... We have to stand here and watch it. We can't do a thing. Not a solitary thing. Look, Jimmy, I want to get a better view of what happens. I'm, uh, I'm going down and hide among the rocks on the beach. You stay here with Dr. Browning. I'll be right back. Be careful, Mr. Kent. Oh, I'll just sneak around the side of the cliff a little way where they can't see me. Ah, there now. Maybe I can be in time to keep that ship off the reef as Superman. Up! Up! And away! Meanwhile, aboard the freighter Clarabelle, bearing down on the treacherous rocks of Dead Man's Reef, the officers and crew are unaware of the danger lurking in the darkness dead ahead of them. Evening, Captain. Evening, Mr. Winters. Everything all right? Couldn't be better, sir. We're making ten knots. Very good, mister. Uh, hard to believe this is the last time I'll be easing the old Clarabelle through Dead Man's Reef. <laughs> 
I've done it almost 500 times. Now, sir. I'll be like child's place. Now, sir. No, it's quite winter. No, I used to navigate this ship by dead reckoning in the old days. Before they put those channel lights in to make it easy. Think you could still do it, Captain? <laughs> dead certain I could. But why bother, eh? <laughs> Just head us straight between the lights. That's all there is to it. Almost as bad as being a landlubber. <laughs> Traffic lights even on the sea these days. That's right. I say, Winters. What's that, sir? Those lights. Hmm? What's the matter with them, sir? <laughs> my, my old tired eyes must be playing tricks on me. How do they look to you? Why, they seem all right. We're heading straight between them, sir. Yes, that's just it. Somehow, it, it doesn't seem right. They don't seem to be in the same position, the right position. But, sir, those lights are inspected every month. And certainly the island doesn't move. Yeah, no, no, I guess you're right. What's that? Why, sounds like... Sounds like, like wind whistling overhead. Captain, and you were right, sir. Those lights were moved. We're heading straight for the reef. Let us engines. Pull us down. Too late. We've grounded. Wait. I don't think so, sir. Look. Look at the bow swing around. By the great horsepoon. It's a miracle. Yes, sir. We're passing the lights. We're back in the channel. Back on the island, Jimmy and Professor Browning, unaware that Superman has taken the situation in hand, look on in amazement as the ship miraculously veers away, its bow barely touching the jagged reef before it swings back on its course, a brief fraction of a second before piling up. It's positively incredible. I can't believe my eyes. That ship stopped as if she'd hit a wall and then swung around as if she were being pushed. Oh, here's Mr. Kent. Say, did you see what happened? Yes, I did. Oh, it was a narrow escape. That ship came within a hair's breadth of going on the rocks. Oh, where were you watching it from? Further down on the beach. Oh, you smell of tar. Huh? Just like the tar they used to caulk seams on shipboard. Do I? Yes, can't you do? Why, your hands are covered with this stuff. Hey, where have you been? Uh, well, I, uh, I was on the beach around the bend there. I, I picked up some seaweeds and kelp. That's probably what it is. Well, kelp doesn't smell like tar, Mr. Kent. Oh, it, it came off the piece of driftwood I was sitting on. Say, let's duck back into that passage before Deutsch's men start nosing around. They'll all be down on the beach in a minute, wondering how the ship escaped. Hey, good idea, Mr. Kent. Uh, come along, Jimmy. Hey, let me lead. I know the way. Professor, do you know exactly what Deutsch plans to do with the radium he's mining on this island? Uh, no, Kent, I don't. He's never told me. Oh. All I know is that he continually speaks of it in conjunction with a master plan, whatever that is. Professor, Deutsch has a room of his own somewhere in that labyrinth of tunnels, hasn't he? A central office? Yes, he has. Good. I want you to lead us to it. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent. That's just what Deutsch wants you to do. Walk right into his trap. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't intend to walk in, Jimmy. I'd just like to find a place where I could listen. Maybe find out a little more of what kind of madness Deutsch is up to. Yeah, he's cunning, Kent. And ruthless. You won't learn much from him. Well, we might, if we're patient. And lucky. And aren't discovered first. Well, I can show you a passageway that crosses directly over Deutsch's room. Will that do? That might do fine. All right. Now, now quiet, both of you. Quiet. We'll have to cross this tunnel, and it's going to be illuminated. We don't want anyone to catch us, not now. Look, look, back there at the entrance of the tunnel. Some of Deutsch's henchmen sent to capture those sailors they expected. Yes. All right now, quickly. The 
around this corner. Follow me. They've seen us. Down this passage. Quickly. Hey, hey. Now, don't wait for me. I can't keep up. Nonsense, Professor. Here, grab my arm. We'll run together. Thank you, Mr. Kent. Quickly now. In this door. Right. There we are. Look, Dr. Browning. Look what's in this room. Books. Nothing but books. Hundreds and hundreds of books. Just stacked up on the floor. Gosh. What can they be doing with all these books? I don't know. But we'd better lay low for a while. They'll be looking for us, and this time... Meanwhile, in Deutsch's headquarters, carved deep in the rock of Volcano Island, the news that Jimmy, Kent, and Professor Browning have been seen has not yet been reported. Hans is explaining the loss of the ship to his chief. But, Herr Doctor, it is true. I saw it with my own eyes. The ship stopped short only 20 feet in front of the reef. I saw it had struck. It stopped so quickly. And then I saw it swing around like, like it was being pushed. It is incredible, Hans. You are trying to cover up your own failure with a fantastic lie. But ships do not stop short unless they strike something. They do not swing around unless something pushes them. Tell me, Hans, how does your fertile imagination explain such a phenomenon? I do not know, Herr Doctor. I do not know. I only tell you what I saw. But one of the men claims he saw a mysterious figure swoop down and dive under the ship just before it struck. Hans, how do you take me for a child that you tell me such fairy stories? You know what this failure to get that ship means, Hans. Yeah, yes, Doctor, It I know. means we have no additional men to work in the radium mine. But what can we do? I'll show you what we can do. Hello. Hello. Bring Professor Browning to me at once. Now at once. Twelve ounces of radium. That is all we need. Then we are masters over all men. It requires twelve ounces of radium, Hans. And you will get it for me. Or else... Yeah, here, Doctor. I will get it. Good. How long do the men work now? They dig for ten hours each day. Starting today, it is fifteen hours, Hans. Do you hear me? Fifteen hours. But, Doctor, they cannot stand it. We cannot give them enough food as it is, or enough sleep. They work underground. The air is foul. Twelve ounces of radium, Hans. Tons of the pitch blend. Hundreds of tons. Thousands, even. Pour it into the machine. The acid vats, they should be full 24 hours a day. The reduction tanks, they may never stop. Day and night. Night and day until we have enough. Doctor, if the machines break down under the terrible strain, then even the men who dig cannot help us. Do not worry about that. Professor Browning will fix them. I have put a gun in his back before... And I will do it again. Yeah? Hello? What's this? Pounding has escaped. How could that be? Yeah. The door was unbolted. But who? Never mind, never mind. He must be somewhere in his passages. Find him. I don't care how you do it, but find him and alive. I heard her, Doctor. Browning gone. Just when we need him most. And you are responsible for this. How do these things happen? First the boy escapes. Now even the professor is gone. Can you do nothing? Doctors, they have been sighted in tunnel number seven. Tunnel number seven. I have an idea. I can catch three birds in one net. Hello. Hello. I have new orders for you. Now listen carefully. Steal all the entrances to tunnel number seven. Do you understand? Turn off all the lights. And then reverse the ventilation machine. Yeah? I said reverse them. Pump the air out of tunnel number seven. Yeah. Pump out all the air. Once again, Deutsch's diabolical mind conceives a murderous plan to trap and possibly murder Kent, Jimmy, and Dr. Browning. What will happen when the life-giving air is pumped out of tunnel number seven? Can Kent save his friends without revealing his Superman identity? Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with 
Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.